I was going to try to sing this, but I don't know how it's going to come out. <clears throat> well, it's cold and lonely, and your friends still play Pong. And if you could only get through this song, you've got a backlog of 471 games. And it's such a slog, because you don't know their names. But you've got a bad case of FOMO, Resident Evil 2. But you... But what everybody don't know, you just bought Shaq Fu, Travis Touchdown, and Mighty Gun Belt Burst 2. Oh, the backlog problems. But I made a New Year's resolution to bust my backlog by a factor of 10. So here's my backlog, and here are the busters. And tonight, we brought along a friend with a beard. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, backloggers of all ages, the Backlog Busters, the Backlog Odyssey, the Backlog 2019 Revolution begins here. Now, Patrick, what have you got going on? Hey guys, not not too much. I mean, trying to run this uh, this website, really. <laughs> and and running into some problems while I do it, actually, recently. <laughs> yes, I, I heard really the, like to break things. the databases, they exploded? Oh, yes, apparently they did. Apparently they did. I didn't. Uh, I didn't um, expect such a thing to happen so quickly, and I'm going to blame it on the increase in traffic on there because. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, when you get to... so popular, you just you have to like throw servers at it. I think that's what I hear with with multiplayer games and such. You just just racks and racks of servers to keep the backlog odyssey going. Exactly, exactly. You gotta hide all your problems with an increase in power. <laughs> <laughs> more power. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's exactly what I did was threw more power at it and then decided to uh to take some backups while I'm at it so it doesn't happen again. So do you host the website on your own computer or how do you do it? So I host it through um the Google Cloud, the Compute Engine. So they kind of give you a standalone Linux distro that you can install something like WordPress, which is what the website runs on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are words that I don't understand. <laughs> and I apologize if I get a little technical with the jargon as well. I, I am a uh, programmer by trade. <laughs> no, that's okay. He can edit out all the technical words. Okay. It'll be like you're swearing. People will think okay. you just got crazy on. Yeah, I just that's do like do. Mario Wahoos over those or <laughs> whatever's. Um, no, I, I really appreciate the, the technical jargon. I might not understand all of it, but I, I eat it up. You know, well, that's I, okay. I, that's, I, I love it. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to educate the uh, backlog busters and all the technical jargon. <laughs> Alrighty. So speaking of educate, we're going to go right into our first little segment, which is normally get to know your co-host. And um, I've had a pretty interesting month. So I'm going to start. The first thing is I didn't realize that um, with a new house and having multiple bathrooms that I would actually develop a favorite toilet. Now I know how that sounds, but the problem is, we were moving in and we were renting off of uh, my wife's aunt at the old house. So we still have stuff over there because she doesn't live in it and we're in real, no real hurry. So, you know, some of the necessities we forgot, like a plunger. Well, when you forget a plunger and then you don't bring one home the next day from work, it's kind of like, this is the toilet that's real convenient for me and I want to go there, but I know I can't. So now I either have to go down the hall 
to the children's toilet. And I feel really weird about that because I know what children's toilets are like and they're kind of icky. My other option is I have to go downstairs and I don't know, I'm, I'm old, I'm fat and I'm lazy and walking up and downstairs is kind of a pain in the butt in my old age, but it, it all really led to me just determining that I have a favorite toilet and I don't want to lose that. Have you like wrote your name on it with a Sharpie? Like, have you marked it in any way? Um, Maybe I, into the floor. <laughs> I, according to my wife, I have marked it in a certain way, but I'm not allowed to write my name on it with a Sharpie. She might kill me. Um, but other than that, I have been playing a lot of video games with Jacob this year. So it started out that uh, his aunt bought him Spyro for the PS4. So he does like to play the dragon game with me. And uh, the first couple of levels were pretty cool because he could do most of the stuff and he could kill the enemies by himself. But now that we're probably starting to get past the midway point or even close to the end of the first game, it's getting a little complicated for him because you know, some of the enemies you have to attack in a certain way or you have to wait for them to do something before you can attack them. And he doesn't quite have the patience for that. So he is to the point now where he wants to watch me beat the enemies. So that's been fun. And then he wanted a, a skateboarding game. And we were going through the stuff that I have on uh, PlayStation Plus, And he saw Steep, which is snowboarding. But to him, it's all skateboarding. So he wanted that. <laughs> and, and I downloaded it. And he plays it on and off. And for a game that most people complained about, he has a lot of fun with it. There's enough for him to do. He gets to skateboard and do tricks and go through the snow. And his favorite part of all of it is there's a couple of events that they put other players on the screen. So you're essentially either racing them downhill or doing tricks alongside of them, or you're supposed to group up and do stuff with them. And he calls those his friends. So he wants to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. My four-year-old, he he thinks that he's playing with other people because they're on the screen magically. So he wants to play the things with his friends. And once the event's over and there's nobody on there anymore, or if they get too far ahead or he gets too far ahead, Dad, where's my friends at? Where did they go? I want to skate with my friends some more. Can you go find them here? Here's the controller. Go get my friends back. <laughs> so uh, that's been that's been a fun, fun experiment so far. So I I'm I'm I love the fact that he's starting to get to the point where he can enjoy video games more. Um, like I said, he's been playing a lot of Steve. He's been playing a lot of Spyro. And just recently, because I've been playing it, he's been wanting to play Diablo, which really is just, I want to shoot the zombies. Dad, can you show me where the zombies are? I want to shoot them. <gasps> there's, so many, there's so many zombies on the screen. Dad, Dad, get rid of them. But, so um, uh, this, this month has been a, a great month to play video games with him. And what is today? The 25th. So he actually just turned four two days ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It really is. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, Turkey, you well, wanted to talk about your backlog goals. <clears throat> yeah, I. so I guess, uh, and I just, uh, Jacob, I mean, it just boiled video games down to their essence. Like, there's something on the screen, get rid of it. Like, that's essentially, and, and uh, get rid of it, jump over it. Yeah. Oh, speaking uh, of which, so, uh, well, I was trying to get him ready so that I could come down and record. Because, like, if he knows I'm in the house, he wants to be with me at all times. So I take him upstairs, I get a shower, I get him, uh, he's playing the Switch in bed with mom. 
And I'm like, okay, Jacob, I'm going to go to work. I was like, show mom how to play the game. <laughs> and he's like, no. So I look and she goes, well, Jacob, what are you doing? He goes, mom, I killing zombies. <laughs> so she's like, well, how do you kill them? I push this button and this button. See, look, it kills the zombies. Oh, and then this one, I open the door with that. Look here, look, mom, look what I'm doing. I'm going to go in here. Oh, look, there's more zombie. <gasps> oh, I got it. Dad, did you see I got that zombie? And he just gets so excited. And like my mom's or my wife is sitting there faking excitement. And Jacob's just like all excited to show her. You push this button and this button does this and this button does this. And <laughs> watching children learn is the best thing in the world. It's really, it really is. It's it's it is amazing to see kind of what they pick up and so quickly. It's uh, yes, because I believe when I was his age, I was still uh, eating Play-Doh. <laughs> Are you sure you're not still doing it, Serge? Well, I didn't say I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yes, uh, Backlog Goals 2019. So I think I mentioned this um, in uh, in passing, but um, I am going to – my goal is to not buy any games this year until Christmas, um, and hopefully I will be able to stick to that so far – I've, like I said, I've on on Twitter I've follow, I've unfollowed um, Wario sixty four and some other deals just just to keep keep deals out from. And I don't want to see anything, you know. Get get it away from me. Um, I still, you know, I'm driving past a, a used video game shop or a a thrift store or something. I I I have to fight the urge to like wander in. Well, you know, um, I can just check it out. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's what I do. I'm, I have the same goal as you. Uh, I cave to the urge to go check it out. <laughs> and it's it's fun to see. I think the. I mean, typically, uh, probably, I'm gonna find like the holy grail. And if I do, then obviously, I would pick it up. Like if it was like you know something super expensive or like a nickel or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I'm trying to like not look at any of that. Um, to help out i also i don't know serge what do you think about this segment so in this segment i was going to um read off each individual game that i bought in 2018 and then you guys could like publicly shame me because i haven't like turned it on um that's probably not a good that probably would (laughs) be uh be bad but there are a lot of games that i bought last year that i haven't even booted up and i think the show is my fault for getting you a DS. It is, it is, <laughs> and I, I blame you. <laughs> but I um I I realized that uh with this show, I totally focus on one game and I beat that game, and that's great. But last year I kept buying games, and that just meant that I wasn't putting that, you know, three to four hours into a game and feeling like I got something out of it. So yeah, this year, no no games until Christmas. So we'll see how it goes so far. So good. Uh, but that's, that's pretty much my backlog goals for 2019. And, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll give you updates on Twitter. If I, if I cave. Yeah. So my thing is I don't want to be as extreme as you and say, I'm not getting anything this year. You know, I got some eShop money. I got some Amazon credit, you know, I got some gift cards for Christmas and as the year goes on, if I see some deals, like that's the only money I'm allotting myself. So 
while I'm not saying I'm not going to get anything this year, I'm saying that I do have a preset limit and my plan is to not go over it. Because normally what happens is um, I, I gather a whole bunch of games and I play a lot less than I gather, kind of like both of you, you know, <laughs> Mr. 471 over there. And <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know either because I'm afraid to tally all my games up. I'm, I'm very scared once I finally start unboxing them. But, um, you know, I get a new system. Like I did it when I got the PlayStation. I did it when I got the Xbox. I did it when I got the Switch. I'm like, okay, this is the new system. I'm going to get a few games. I'm going to play through them, but I'm not going to buy anything else until, you know, I'd at least put significant time into something. Maybe not beat it, but I'm happy with what I've done. And then I go through my list here for 2019 and I'm like, oh, I've got uh, 52 games on my backlog for the Switch. I don't know what happened. Where did, uh, where did my self-control go? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I feel you, I feel you. So what, uh, and I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm spitballing these ideas. So as far as, I'm not going to buy any games, but let's say I were to buy an accessory or like a controller. Like, is that allowed? What, what, or, or yeah. a gaming book or some kind of, you know, something like that. Anything to, for the release, really. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> just got to get my fix somehow, but I'm yeah, trying to yeah. work the system. Yeah. No, I, me personally, I, um, restricting myself to any new purchases if someone happens to gift me a game i'm not going to blame them for that and i'm not going to blame <laughs> myself for receiving it yeah. my wife i'll tell you one thing my wife does not uh, feel like i have the self-control to last the entire year <laughs> and, yeah and truth be told you probably don't <laughs> i probably don't well i allotted myself two games and one of them i already canceled so yeah, I heard you canceled yeah. Resident Evil. What was the reasoning behind that? Well, currently I'm playing two JRPGs, so I don't have much time to put into something like Resident Evil 2, as much as it pains me to let it go. So, so it was just the fact that you weren't going to be able to play it as soon as you bought it? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't want it to be sitting on my shelf, you know, gathering dust. I want to play it as soon as I get it. No, and well, actually, what it really was is I didn't want to buy it and then play it and drop everything else I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I understand that completely. Yeah, Capcom games usually drop. I'm I'm guessing six months. I don't know if that's a full price game, but I'm sure that'll be forty. You know, well, Canadian is it still like going to be a uh, uh, hundred or a thousand dollars? I don't know. Uh, from what I hear, Canadian. from what I hear, it's closer to a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> thousand dollars and maybe your firstborn yeah right, right but they're really nice about it <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man i should know <laughs> i believe you were from canada at one point i was yes east coast east Nova coast <laughs> yeah east coast um we actually got a lot of community questions this month so feel free to jump in with any answers y'all have but I'm going to go through them. Uh, Jason Lacey asked us how we manage our backlog. Do we have a master spreadsheet? He says he completely reorganized his Steam library in order to help combat this trend. And I do believe he says he doesn't play computer games. So organizing a Steam library when you don't play computer games, I'm not sure what that accomplishes. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to start by saying that I've decided this year I'm organizing 
my backlog all through uh, howlongtobeat.com. And one of the reasons I chose to do it that way is because it does let you mark one off as beat. It lets you, you know, decide to retire it if you're not beating it, but you're not going to play it anymore. And then it has the backlog list, so you can go through and see which games you have. And one of the big things for me is it lets you sort them by how long the average time is to beat the game. So, for instance, in February, I'm going to choose shorter games because it's a shorter month and because I secretly want to beat it quickly so that I can play more Diablo. But I just like the features that it gives me. So how do you guys organize and separate and your backlogish thingies. Well, uh, I got to say, I really like that uh, feature that you can sort them by how long the game is. That's a really nice feature. Um, yeah, because when I'm looking and I'm like, man, you know what? I could I could probably play Skyrim, and I'm like, oh no, that's about 107 hours. Let's <laughs> uh, let's look at something a little shorter, like Shaq Fu. Yeah, you can throw Monster Hunter World and Fairy Fencer F in there, and they're both hundred hour games. But mm. you know. Trying yes, to get that done in a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're crazy, I believe, is the word they use. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, I use uh, backloggery.com, and it's what I used when I first started the Backlog Odyssey. And it was actually the reason I started the website, because after I inventoried my entire collection, I seen that I was missing, or uh, I had about 60% of my entire collection was unbeaten or unplayed. Um and then recently I went back in and re-inventoried everything and just set it up to played and unplayed to make it a little easier to follow. The only yep. thing I wish it did was it, it had a better sorting system. Uh, you can do it by console, but no genres, anything like that. That would have been very handy, but it's a nice little site. I enjoy it. It's a site I've used in the past and I do like it, but... Like I said, the whole deciding factor for me was the time to beat. <laughs> yeah, that's a really nice one. Yeah, I I like, well, I use how long to beat uh, quite frequently. Usually when I'm looking to uh, see which games I'm going to select for the month because I, man, I don't have a whole lot of time, but I love that site. Now, I always find that my times, I think because I'm a bad gamer, are always like a couple more hours than the average, but... Anyways, I don't know if you guys uh, feel that same way, but like Owlboy was supposed to be about eight hours, and I think I put in about ten. But anyways, I just started using um, this app called – it's a GG app. I don't know if you guys have used this or s seen this app. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. But it's it's something that I heard about on a podcast, and essentially – as Serge knows, I'm bad about using and updating spreadsheets um, because when we first started this, we I started a spreadsheet and I might have, I think the first game I noted when I beat it. Yes, uh, and you then made it one game. I made it one game and then I was like, nope, I, <laughs> I'm not updating that anymore. And the GG app, um, I was able to just put in like the four games I'm going to choose for next month and you know mark them as would like to play uh you can do them you know it, it it allows you to change um you know the games from like what you're currently playing if you beat it if you put it down that kind of stuff and it has pictures and um i like pictures uh, yeah, <laughs> i like pictures nice <laughs> yeah pictures are good 
Uh, other than that, that's that's what I just started doing. And I think for me, the thought of like seeing a list of like four or five, six, seven hundred games uh, terrifies me. So what I do is like I'm going to do the four games that I'm choosing for the month and just build my uh, I guess my list from that, because uh, the thought of of having all those games over my head, um, it scares me. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially if they don't have pictures. I mean, you don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> That's right. All this text. Get out of here with all that text. So just for reference, I started a 2019 tab on that spreadsheet that you were talking about. And then I started one for you as well. And I updated it. <laughs> I updated it with the four games you chose in January. And I marked uh, Owlboy as complete on the day that you posted you beat it. So we'll see how long I can actually keep up keeping track of you. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Serge. All right. I need that. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm here for you. Uh, question two comes from our friend Ryan, Mathman1024 who uh, also has a recent article up on backlogbusters.ninja. So his question, two of them, I'm going to go to the one I answered first, which is which is your snack or drink of choice when gaming? And I put Mountain Dew. And uh, the, the big question is what classic game series would you see? Would you love to see a compilation of uh, his choice is Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest? Me, personally, I want... Um, I want it, and I want it kind of like the way they did the Mega Man series. I want a couple compilations of Castlevania games. I want like I want one with the the originals, like Castlevania, Castlevania Two, Super Castlevania, Castlevania Three, like all the ones up through the NES. I would also love a collection with like the Game Boy Advance games and with the DS games. And I would really like to see the non-Nintendo ones come over to the Switch at some point, too, because I really want to replay Symphony of the Night, and I'd love to play that on the Switch. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't bring that recent compilation that Konami released that had yeah, Rondo of Blood. Yeah, I think that's uh, Sony just laughing at us. <laughs> yeah, Sony was like, hey, you're not doing anything with this. Um, you want to make some money? Because <laughs> we sure do. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't put it out physically. Which I mean, I I see that coming maybe this next year, this year maybe in October. No, that would be exciting. Well, if anything, Capcom is teaching everybody that you can just re-release all your old games and never put out anything new, and start to be profitable again. Hey, it's true. I mean, for a company that makes amazing games like like Capcom, I mean, you can't argue with a collection that has all the Mega Man's in it. <laughs> Just like if Konami released Castlevania, you can't beat that. No, no you can't. No, no, Would you guys like money. to see any type of series come in a package with a steelbook? Ooh, ooh. Mm. I think so. I think the one, and I should have thought of Castlevania because that is the correct answer. But the one I came up with is the Wario Land games. Like, so, you know, the, I guess it would be. What is it? Super um, Super Mario Land Three was the first one with Wario, and then maybe the Wario Land. Um, there was one and two on Game Boy Color, maybe, mm -hmm. and then one on Game Boy Advanced, and then maybe throw in. I think it was Wario World on GameCube, and why not throw in 
Wario Shake It on Wii. So like a Wario collection of his platforming games. Um, because most of those I haven't played. I, I Last year I played the Shake It game. And I, I, I mean, it was good, but um, I'm always up for platformers. And uh, I love Wario, so I'd like to see that come out. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see all the, the Yoshi games coming out. So Super Mario Bros. 2... Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Story on the Nintendo 64, things like that. They don't get much love these days. I mean, no, but you do have a new Yoshi game coming out, so that it, is it true. seems ripe for the picking. It is true. Yep, yep. And actually, yeah. I would like I would like to see Square go back and revisit some of the old Final Fantasies, bring them forward again. You mean like instead old... of everything from seven and up? Right. Exactly. Let's go one through six. I'd like I like to revisit it. those again. Yeah. I would, I would love a compilation of uh, Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. There you go. That, that would just be enough right there for me because yeah. I've never played either of those. What no, if they... really? Yeah, I haven't either. What about oh Octo... Goodness, I know, I know. Shame. <laughs> Shame. What if they did the Final Fantasy games one through six and just like... I, I mean, you are a programmer... Patrick and I and I I'm pretty sure this is how it works it's like they have like a tab open with Octopath Traveler and they just take the ROM and they they click it and then they just drag it over and then drop and then copy and paste yeah yeah I mean you missed one important step and this is where the programming skills come in and that's renaming the file Mm. to Final Fantasy 6 got it okay (laughs) save as Ah. yeah Mm -hmm. save as there you go Change so, the extension and say yes to the warning that pops up on Windows. Uh, <laughs> so, so before I get to this next question, I need to know, are you on a computer, Patrick, or are you on your phone? How are you recording tonight? I'm I'm on the computer. Okay, so I need you to get your face really close to the screen over okay. where Trash Turkey is supposed to be. Skinny okay, Matt yeah. wants to know, does Trash Turkey smell like freshly cooked turkey, a live turkey, or rotting turkey? It is a hard-hitting question. Now, to me, I, I did a little scratch and sniff earlier because I've got one of those high-tech computers, yeah, and yeah. I could only smell French fries. No turkey at all, fries. so it might well, be was, trash French fries. I was thinking the leftover oil when you deep fry the turkey. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. If Maybe we could just get them to smell like bacon grease. You guys are all wrong. It's all three. So oh, in the okay. morning, in the morning I, <laughs> I smell like the freshly cooked turkey. Okay. Throughout the day, it's the live turkey, and at mm. night, and as I'm tucked into bed, it's a rotting turkey. So wow. really, it goes from cooked, and you regress through raw, and then rotting. That's correct. So I'm not, okay. Okay. So <laughs> your your wife, her her uh, her sensory yeah. organ that's on her face, the big one, the one that looks like a beak, it must mm-hmm. not be working properly. <laughs> no, we had to have it removed. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Jacob Rush wants to know what's the number one guy, what number one game you want to come to the Nintendo Switch this year. So I have I have uh, more than one answer because number one is just too short. Um, I would love Chrono Trigger because, like I said, never played it before, and the DS game's hard to get. And okay. if it was like, choice. and if it was a non Nintendo game. I would kind of like a compilation package of Mar- Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 to go with 3 when it gets released. Mm. Good choices. Good choices. Yeah. Patrick, mm-hmm. what do you think? 
I'm thinking maybe, I don't know how they would pull it off. Maybe something like the DS Castlevanias or... Oh, yeah. I don't know. What if you could do this? Like, if you put... This is maybe, I don't know, if Nintendo's like, all right, I see you, Jeremy Parrish, in your Switch Grip Flip, whatever it's called, and we're going to come out with the DS Grip Flip Dip. And uh, like an extra little screen on it or something. Well, you do the you do the flip dip with it, which is this is patent pending. There's a flip dip, okay. Okay. and then, and so you have your switch vertically, and now it just it uh, breaks the screen into uh, two screens, like the DS. So now, and then you know it's touch, so you can actually still have the touch input on the bottom lower half of your screen. It's called the DS Flip Grip Switch Rip Lip. Drip Drip. Yes. It rolls off the tongue. It does. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in PR, by the way. Okay. That's Obviously. Yes. I, I believe Nintendo will be knocking on your door. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, and I'm a big shoot 'em up fan, specifically like the Bullet Hell style, I would like to see a cave shoot 'em up compilation on the switch and they can use that little flip grip thing to have it is is cave related to cave story no well maybe maybe i I don't know like i was i've always been like a a shmup fan but i was never like never really really got into it to like know the different like this game that game this right you know because i know there's a million of them out there and i just kind of play them as they pop up I mean, for a long time, I was obsessed with the cave shoot 'em ups and went so far as to import them, the ones that weren't released in North America, which is probably 90% of them. Yeah, I, I do have a problem, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All your problems are welcome here. Uh, <laughs> PSVG well, Kevin. Hey, next- I have not answered the question, sir. Yes, you did. No, I did not. What did I say? Uh, I have three. I have three games, because three is the magic number. Um, so the new game I want to see come to the Switch is Psychonauts Two. Okay, that is coming out. Word. So that game, um, obviously, 2019 for the PS4 and probably Xbox. Um, the first one was great, and I'd like to see that come over the Switch. I think it's done in Unity. So I don't know, or maybe maybe not Unity. It's done in uh, Unreal, so that would that'll work on the Switch, I think. Uh, the port I want to see is uh, Nino Nino Nunu Nunu Nino Kuni Two. I don't want the first one. I don't want it. Just give me the <laughs> second one. And then the indie game I want is uh, UFO Fifty. Uh, that's I think coming out on a PC eventually, and uh, I'd like to see that on the uh, not, Switch. Not, not the coffee barista game oh no 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 uh coffee crisis yes no this one i want to see ufo 50 it's like 50 ish uh mini games or they're not like oh but they're not like super small they're like decent length and they're all done by the people that did spelunky and cave story and like so good 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 pedigree yeah it was kind of like a a uh, indie game jam kind of thing wasn't it yeah, they, and yeah. it's. I think all the games are kind of um, thematically, at least the art style, they're kind of similar, 
Um, and I don't know if it's, you know, in my mind, I, I want it to be kind of like a lost collection of NES games, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but they have all sorts of kind of games on there, like sports games and RPG games and, you know, action games and platformers. And so that's what I, I want. would hope that it would feel kind of like those 50 and one carts on the NES, those bootleg ones that you would find. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually like a, a switch on the back of the switch cart that you have to flip okay. to, uh, to bypass the, uh, the, that chip in the, no, never mind. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know, you, know you tried, about? you tried real hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, There's... what they do is they give you a number that you call. Uh, it requires your social security number, your credit card numbers, and your PIN number to your bank account. <laughs> and you're good to go. Yeah, that's right. But you, you know what I'm talking about, the the switch yeah. on the back of the NES carts that to bypass the, the chip, like a, a lockout the, chip, yeah. Yeah, Dizzy and the egg, all the egg games, because everybody loves egg platformers. So anyway. Yeah. All right. So do, do I have permission to go to the next question? Yes, sir. You do. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Unanimous. <laughs> okay. So PSVG Kevin wants to know what game, if any, coming in 2019 would make you skip the backlog and go right to it and why? We mm-hmm. already know the answer is not Resident Evil 2 for Patrick. Come on. I, you know I'm going to cave and get it anyway. Uh, right, but you it's out, and you didn't skip the backlog and jump right into it. You're putting it off and waiting until it makes sense for you, which is very responsible. I'm ashamed. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I think for me, the only one, and, and I feel confident with this answer, is if Bloodstained comes out. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the game that I would just immediately be like, I'm getting this, I'm playing it right away. Yeah. You know, like, and and I think playing Dead Cells in December and then playing The Messenger this past month, it's like, <sighs> these games got me in the feels. And Bloodstained, when they had like that little precursor one that they put out last year, it was, it was really good. So I, I think that like, if Bloodstained drops and it's on Switch, I think I would just jump right into it. Yeah, I think I visit their Kickstarter page every other day <laughs> where they have that, the latecomer uh, uh, contribution or whatever, so you could get in on their uh, uh, the physical version when it comes out. I People didn't know this was a thing. Again. Yeah, yeah. So they have like, I don't even, it's like some uh, shifty PayPal account that you pay. and They'll ship you a code when it comes out or something. <laughs> Um, hold on. I am looking this up now. (laughs) (laughs) You guys keep talking. I'm just going to do some Googling here. Just do some Googling. I think that, see, I, I saw this question and I'm like, there's nothing like, so my goal is to not break, but the one game that I think that I might break for if it's physical, which I don't think has been announced yet. And I'm hoping that they do it, but maybe Streets of Rage Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to play that this year. I know it's supposed to come out this year, and I'm hoping that it's good. Um, I've heard just some positive things online from people that I think saw it at PAX South. So hopefully it's good, and I'm hoping for a playable turkey um, <laughs> as a character. That's that's my goal. That, that would, would be good. Yeah, that would Did be kind of amazing. Did you play that Dragon or uh, Double Dragon Neo on last gen consoles? No, I 
I have not, and I think I might have gotten it for PS Plus at one point. Either that or I missed it, but now I don't have PS Plus anymore or working PS4. So, um, But I'd heard like mixed reviews on that. Have you played it, Patrick? I have. I, I think it was one of the games that I attempted to play last year. And I mean, it has that, that Double Dragon feel. Like I have a lot of nostalgia for playing Double Dragon, but this just felt chunky and unruly and it was still fun. Was it was it chunky but funky? Yeah, yeah, it had a bit of a funk, kind of like uh, rotting turkey in the evening. Ooh, <laughs> tying it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I have to agree with you, Serge. I think if Bloodstain came out tomorrow, I would drop everything and, and pick that up. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, I would have said the same thing about Resident Evil and the fact that Kingdom Hearts 3 came out today as well. Oh, that's right. And then uh, in March, Devil May Cry 5 is coming out, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to cancel that pre-order. That's the thing. Are, are, how are you going to plan your March so yeah. that you either cancel the pre-order and wait, or you just have that open spot waiting for it to drop? Well, my plan is to beat Monster Hunter World within the next three years. So then I'll have... <laughs> I like it. You have some good plans, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> when I originally asked for questions, I did ask for questions or concerns. And uh, we did get a concern from Adam Leonard. And he said he's mostly concerned that we might have Dave Moore back on. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Well, isn't that who I... I mean... Secretly, that's who I am. I, I assumed anyway. Well, you have a little bit more hair and your beard is darker. You would need to say something like, hi, insert something, and then like rail on them and how bad they are. And then you would have to talk about wiggling HDMI cables, which is, it's, it's well, the best. Funny, funny story. No. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is... Uh, we got a lot of very good positive feedback on our Backlog Buster crossover with Sheldon Forgotten, including a couple of confused Patricks that were like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but um, I think it's safe to say we're going to be trying for episode 59 next December. So now that we've uh, rambled on for seven years, let's uh, <clears throat> get into the uh, meat and potatoes. And that is the games we played in January. Trashman, would you like to start? Okay, I'll talk about Owlboy. So I talked I talked about Owlboy. Now I have to do that. I played Owlboy, and then I talk about it. That's how this works. So Owlboy is a game where you play as a mute owl, and you pick things up. And then you throw things. And that's, that's Owlboy. Sounds compelling. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a platformer? Okay, is so it, so is Owlboy, it a plate toss game? It's a plate toss game where you spin plates and you throw them. No, Owlboy is a uh, 2D puzzle platformer. And let me first of all, I mean the the best thing about Owlboy is its artwork. It has the best sprite artwork, animation, whatever you want to call it, that I've seen. Um, really cool looking game now it was in development for about 10 years so maybe that was part of it but uh, it's kind of like snk if they were to have made i don't know continue to make neo geos and like 
in 2018, their, you know, Neo Geo 7, you know, this would be a launch title for it. Like, it's really cool looking. Um, and the music as well is, a, it's, I wouldn't say it's like, like orchestra, but it's uh, classical music, which, you know, I like. It really, um, I don't know, helps you with the feels, like gives you the feels, you know, mm -hmm. classical music. Anyways, but the game has more of a story than I expected. Uh, kind of a uh, deep story about, you know, obviously um, owls and boys. No, more about, <laughs> <laughs> more about, um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, more <laughs> about how the, um, I guess the world kind of turned out the way it did. Um, it did, I, I will say, um, as far as the story goes, I kind of expected it to wrap up around the six uh, hour mark. And I think at that point, it kind of got a little um, vague and started, I don't know, losing me a little bit. Um, so I kind of just expected that me, Owlboy, which uh, your name is Otis, and your your friend uh, Getty, I believe his name is, kind of go out to uh, take out the pirates that have um, kind of ransacked your village. And you learn about, you know, the pirates and kind of learn about um, the universe and, and some ancient owl and stuff like that, which I won't go into because partly I don't understand it, partly because I want everybody else to experience it. Um, I will say mechanically at first, because Owlboy does ju just pick things up, and so like uh, his weapons are actually um, the weapons of his partners. So like Getty, and there's a pirate that you get as well. Um, but you're firing from like they're actually shooting, and it's almost like a twin stick shooter. Uh, and at first, uh, I wasn't I wasn't locking on to the enemies, and so it was kind of difficult to actually shoot. Uh, I found myself getting hit by enemies quite a bit, but after I realized that there was a lock-on, uh, it was a lot easier. So um, I got the hang of that and and started really enjoying the combat. And the puzzle, the puzzle elements were kind of on my level. Like most puzzle games, I don't like, you know, I don't like getting some artifact that I have to, you know, hold on for I don't know seven levels and then use it on some door or something. Uh, I'm more of the puzzler where it's like, oh, this object is in a bowl and I have to pour water in it and it raises it up and opens this door. So the object that I need to uh, get or open a door with or get into the next thing, move a block, it's all right there and it's pretty simple. So, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, I'm I'm figuring out a way to get through the next um that puzzle and get on to the next thing. And I think for me, um, that's that's what I like in a game that's like this, like a puzzle platformer. I don't like racking my brain because that's not why I play games. So um, <laughs> I told my wife earlier, I was like, she's like, you didn't really like it that much. I was like, yeah, it was okay, but I just wanted to blow stuff up. So, um, And so it was kind of a touching story about an owlboy. And, uh, it, but it was really good. And I will say that uh, I would... I would uh, encourage anybody out there who uh, likes puzzle platformers and loves uh, beautiful sprite work uh, to check it out. So that's what I played. So wow. I heard that uh, a lot of similarities to Zelda. Would you say that's true? Or 
I've I've heard that as well. I didn't really pick up on that um, playing it. For me, there there are some similarities, um, like rolling and uh, picking up. I mean, I you know you're picking up objects and throwing them. I I didn't see that playing it. I didn't really feel that, but maybe going, maybe playing it with with the knowledge that some people said that because I did see that on a video. Um, that maybe I could pick up on that, but I didn't really, I didn't really key in on that while I was playing it. Okay. But yes, um, kind of the same level of, cause I played link to the past last year and I would say kind of the same level of puzzle. Like you kind of just like, Hmm. Oh, okay. I see what they want me to do. You know? So yeah. Yeah. that, that I could definitely see that as a, as a similarity for sure. Like push a block on a switch and it opens the door kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's my turkey brain needs that kind of simple um, move block. Ugh. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I, I doubt we'll be hearing that one in your game of the year chatter. Later well, this year. I mean, it was okay. I, I liked it. I guess I just, I don't know why I thought it would be more actiony. I just wanted more actiony this, the, the last month, but <laughs> maybe next month. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. Would you so, say it's well? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Beard no, man say, first. I I have I have a physical copy of Owlboy sitting on my shelf right now. Would you say it's worth dropping everything and playing? Or uh, I I think you should. I think you should play it this year, but I okay. I think you should continue to. Uh, destroy monsters and grind out their skins for i don't know <laughs> and wear them on your face and, and wear them on your face which is <laughs> so jeremy yeah. would you like to tell me who invited ed gein onto the podcast <laughs> <laughs> what i'm just saying what they're telling me to do oh my. <laughs> okay, so you wanted action and i got action i played the messenger this past month and the, I really don't know if I can do the game justice because I didn't take a lot of notes. I just kept playing and playing. Um, I was playing it at the same time that our good buddy Benji Kong was playing and he helped me get through it. Um, also, another guy out there, SwaddleN64, I think is his handle. He was playing it at the same time too. And playing the messenger after Dead Cells, it just... It made me continue with the, I love indie games. I like the old school feels of games. So the messenger, one of the main reasons I wanted to play it is like the look of it kind of reminded me of a Ninja Gaiden. You know, you, you do wall jumps, you're a ninja, you throw stuff. Ninja Gaiden, how much different do you need it to be? Are you gonna say something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. but, um, it doesn't need to be any different. So, because Ninja Gaiden is one. So at the beginning of of the game, you're kind of like this happy-go-lucky ninja, and the world is about to end and some big demon takes over, and while you're trying to do your best to save it, like a messenger from the future kind of like swoops in, kicks the demon's butt, and then basically tells you, like, here's a scroll, you need to get it to this certain place, or the world will probably end at some point. And from there, you start your adventure, you know, going through a bunch of different levels. Um, the one thing I will say about this game is that I died 
a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, the last time I saw a count was 430 or so deaths. Whoa. Yeah. But when you die, you get back into the game real quick, and you you don't start very far back. So you kind of, like, restarted a decent point. And there were several, several points where I probably died, like, 40 or 50 times trying to pass a stage. There was some very difficult platforming for an old slow guy like me. Uh, the fact that I did play most of the game handheld did not help my cause because the Joy-Cons, instead of using a Pro Controller, makes a difference in your accuracy at times. I can second that. Yes. <laughs> um, but when you die, there's this little demon named Quargle who kind of like pops up and he says, Hey, I just saved your life. And then he steals the next amount of essentially money that you're going to be collecting as his fee. Um, but he happily saves your life. And then he makes little quips about it. Like the one time he's like, well, hey, I'm happy you died because I was just about to have to pay for the, the dinner bill and stuff like that. And, you know, he kind of keeps the game nice and light and humorous. Um, as you're going through the game, man, I just want to give spoilers so bad. This game was just so much fun. But I'm not going to get spoilers, but I'm going to say, like, most people know that this game starts in 8-bit. And then when you go about halfway through 8-bit platforming, there's this uh, big thing that happens. The game switches to 16-bit. It will fourth wall talk about it as well, where, like, you know, you're visiting the shopkeeper and it's like, hey, this place looks like it has a lot more detail than I've been used to recently. And they're just talking about how the game switched to 16-bit. And once it switches to 16-bit, it becomes more of a Castle Roids game where you have to go back through a lot of the old places that you were, um, collect some things, go on some fetch quests to get other stuff in order to eventually, you know, get to the big bad and beat the game. But when it does switch to 16-bit, there's this really, really amazing scene that happens in the middle that just kind of like blew my mind where it was kind of like, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing. I knew it was going to switch, and I knew the game style changed. But then the scene happens, and I was just like, my lord, you guys just did something that I would never have expected. Um, but from that point, there was, there was like one spot where the game dragged for me. And I think it's because I was looking ahead. And I'm like, okay, I got to the 16-bit part. I'm probably about halfway done. And... Um, once you get to 16-bit, one of the things you have to do is go collect some musical notes. You get these musical notes so that you can eventually get into a musical box and save a guy who's kind of like making the world self-destruct in his own way, where he's just trying to save it. I don't know, it got confusing. But when you're getting the musical notes, there's a couple parts that you have to do, and you have to go like free these people so that they can build a bridge. So. I'm like searching for the searching, searching. And I didn't realize that you can just go to a shopkeeper, pay him for a hint, and he'll basically put a spot on the map and say, hey, that's where you have to go. So while I'm doing all this searching and backtracking and looking, the easy way was right in front of me. And all I had to do is like pay 300 coins or whatever it was that you were collecting. And he would just be like, here, let me mark it on your map for you. So it kind of like slogged there for a little bit because I was stubborn, but uh, the game was amazing. It was with something that killed me so much. I am so surprised that I liked it as much as I did. 
but the visuals were nice. It was, you know, you time traveled. So when you were in the past, you were an 8-bit. And then when you're in the future, you're 16-bit. Once you get to the 16-bit stages, there are areas that you have to traverse. And there's like little warp points in there that'll take you back to 8-bit world in order to do certain things. Like when you're looking for the musical notes, um, let's say you have a like picture pitfall where you have a stage and there's like a couple of pits that you have to travel over. Well, if you're in 8-bit world, you know, those pits maybe have a wall in front of it so that you can't traverse any further. But once you go to 16-bit world, you're 500 years in the future and maybe that wall was broken down. So you have to go into 16-bit, cross this one section, go back to 8-bit and so it was kind of like uh, interesting puzzles that way where mm. you had to make sure you were in the right timeline to get to certain things. Yeah, it sounds cool. It it really was. It was it was so much fun. I enjoyed playing it. Um, honestly, if I played it last year, I, I probably would have had to thumb wrestle with myself to figure out if that game or if Dead Cells would have been my game of the year <laughs> because they were just both so much fun and like playing them back to back really just had me like loving video games for like this complete two month span you know other than Spyro and Steep <laughs> but um, but <laughs> I love games where yes, did your yes. friends go yeah where <laughs> did my friends go but I, I loved I loved the messenger I think it was it was amazing um, I'm so glad that I got to play it with a couple of other people so that we could like kind of like encourage because there were several parts where like I didn't know how I was going to finally beat it. So I would chug a beer and then I would beat the boss. So I'm not sure if it was the alcohol that loosened up my thumbs or if it was just the fact that I needed like a 10 minute break and then go back to it fresh. But yeah, there were definitely some frustrating parts. This is this is one of those games where, uh, Jeremy, I think you would enjoy it for about two or three hours and then you would just be like, nope, this is too hard, I quit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I, I mean, you know, when we're talking Ninja Gaiden, I probably, you know, I was on the first stage. I'd, I'd uh, kill me some of those eagles and those guys that were like uh, the boxer guys that, mm-hmm. why they're boxers, <laughs> like just hanging out. On, anyways. Well, because I take those out. Yeah, Everybody I guess. Everybody was a boxer or a punk. That's true. In the <laughs> 80s in New York. Yeah, I could, I can see yeah, that. That's I probably, mean, it's like true to life. You have yeah. ninjas, you mm-hmm. have boxers. You have people that are three to four times the size of a normal human being. Yes, and eagles, yeah. America. <laughs> um, so I think that's, and then I would get to the guy at the end where you have to like stick to the wall, and then I just like fall off on top of him and fail. So that's probably that's that. Yeah, yeah, maybe two hours. <laughs> yeah, but when I was young, I loved the old school Ninja Gaiden games. I played a lot of them, maybe even beat one of them. But when, when they started coming out on Xbox and you had Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden Black and, you know, they redid them as like these big 3D world games. Uh, yeah, no, I tried and I'm just not good. So those are games that I cannot beat. I never went back to them. But the old school, like the 2D side scrolling, that, that's more my jam. So even though I got frustrated, even though I had well over 400 deaths, I stuck it out. I played it. I enjoyed the, the humor. I enjoyed the fact that it broke the fourth wall a lot, that there was there was just a lot of humor in it. And mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff that keeps me going. So 
I definitely recommend the messenger. Uh, Jeremy, I recommend that you borrow somebody else's game and then try not to break it when you give it back to them. But it, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think this is going to be one of those games that I remember all year long. I think this is going to be one of those games that when I'm thinking about what the best games I played at the end of the year, I, I don't see how this one's not on there. Especially since when I talked to, I, I don't know, one, one of the devs or somebody that helped release it or whatever, and they gave me permission to use music while I was talking about the game. Um, they did say that later this year, they're releasing free DLC for it. Yeah. So I definitely will be going back to the game and playing whatever that DLC is as soon as it comes out. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, those types of games like um, like that, those are really the types of games I love to play. And there's something to say, uh, there's something to be said about uh, uh, being rewarded for the challenge and, and kind of you know sticking through it and I don't know. You know what I mean, right? Like, you, yes, the, you keep the, trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perseverance and the Dark Souls kind exactly. of. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have no redeeming values. Yeah. They just murder <laughs> you. And I, I played Demon Souls when it came out because at the time I was just a big Atlas fan. Mm -hmm. And um, I have this weird thing where I want to beat everything I can possibly beat. And at the beginning of Demon Souls, they have a tutorial boss that you can beat. I know people who have done it. I know it's possible. I've seen YouTube videos of him being beaten, but he's really there to kill you. And then you go to like the hub world and they basically kind of like explain a little bit about the universe and then send you back out to play the real game after the little bit of a tutorial. But for whatever reason, in my mind, I couldn't keep playing that game until I beat the tutorial boss. <laughs> and I never beat the tutorial boss, oddly enough. I probably, over the course of like a couple of months, I would go back and I would play a couple of hours and I would die to him repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. And then eventually I was just like, I'm never going to beat this guy. And then I started playing a different game. Yeah, I got I a little secret for you is that you eventually can go back there and beat it. <laughs> I hate you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Later on in the game when you're leveled up and nice and strong. Yeah, yeah. Well, here there. here I am, like what, like eight years later. <laughs> I'm not turning on my PS3 so that I can go play the game and then finally beat him. I, I, I gave up. I quit. I caved. It's hey, but much, you beat man. the messenger and dead cells. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I feel accomplished. So guest special guest two of the three of us have beards and i would like to hear what beard number two played this past month who's that uh, oh oh you mean not me. jeremy oh not jeremy i thought okay okay <laughs> <laughs> so the game that i picked for this month and i apologize if i do the quote-unquote backlog odyssey review of it because my notes are a little uh detailed so I'm going to go take a that. pee break. You keep talking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the game that I chose uh, for this month is something that is typically not in my wheelhouse. It's I'm ne I've never been a big fan. It's really um, my wife is the big fan of this series. And that is the original Animal Crossing on the GameCube. 
And it's funny is that this wasn't even on my docket in in the past because I forgot that I even owned it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was actually me going through all the retro games for the ones that I was going to be picking out for the Backlog Odyssey that I found the disc for Animal Crossing in my Game Boy Player boot disc uh, case. The disc was just in there. That's loose. a weird place to put it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I th- if I recall, I think I found it when I bought a GameCube from a th- thrift store and it was in the disc tray. Mm. Yeah. So Sweet. it's not, yeah, yeah. Not the first time it, ha- it has ever happened either. <laughs> uh, so Animal Crossing is a 3D top down lifestyle sim, you know, uh, and it's published by Nintendo and developed by EAD or the Entertainment Analysis and Development Division of Nintendo, uh, formerly known as R&D4. And R&D4 is actually the um, division in Nintendo that created Super Mario Bros., The Legend of Zelda, Star Fox, so on. All the Um, important stuff. Exactly. exactly. It was what Miyamoto was a part of. And I'm not sure if he was really a part of creating Animal Crossing, but that's beside the point. One of the most interesting things about Animal Crossing was that it was originally released in Japan on the Nintendo 64. Um, and it was named Dobutsu no Mori. And that was 2001. And it was eventually enhanced and remastered and re-released on the GameCube in 2002. And then there were some more enhancements in 2003, but we never seen anything like that over here. Um Story-wise, there isn't really much to say about Animal Crossing. Uh, You play as the villager who has recently decided to move from wherever they came from to this random village filled with anthropomorphized animal villagers that speak in gibberish to you. (laughs) 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 And yeah, and you basically live your life day by day. You pay your mortgage to the crook, Tom Nook, and uh, you help them remember to give back their borrowed goods to each other and you fish a whole bunch like way too much you also Um, dig holes it is true and i've probably dug more holes than dug up weeds or anything else in that game (laughs) so patrick so you have you ever played an animal crossing game before is this the first one have you it is the very first one i have ever played i mean we have every single one of them my wife is obsessed with the series so every new one that comes out i buy it for her and she's determined for me to play the one that's coming out on the switch with her now that i've played the gamecube one so i'm assuming you beat the gamecube one right well, as, as much as you can beat it, <laughs> as much as I could handle it. But <laughs> so when I was in college, the uh, the girl I was dating, she was into this game for some reason. And I, I have uh, one of the one of the things that most people I, I think don't know is when you bought the game originally, it came with its own memory card because it took mm-hmm. up so much memory. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't actually have that and any other games on a memory card. So it came with its own. And right. I still have that Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing memory card somewhere. But the only reason I got into this game was because you could find old NES games yes. put them in your basement. And then you could yep. go up to those games and play them. Yeah. And that is exactly the reason why I decided I wanted to pick this one because I heard you could do that. I went you know, against the grain, against my best judgment, and tried a game that I would typically never play. 
only because I could find these little NES consoles that you could play the, so the now, emulated NES games. The only way you can take this game off your backlog, and I do apologize for cursing you, is you have to find <laughs> all of the old NES games and you have right. to beat every single one of them through the game. Uh-oh. See, now, my original thought was I would consider it completed once I paid off my mortgage and I got at least one NES game. Uh, no, I after the challenge you put out to me with the power glove, this is <laughs> the challenge I put out to you. <laughs> now, do you still have that power glove? No, it was oh. something that I had when I was young, and I don't know where it ever ended up, but I, I want to get another one mm -hmm. just for the sake of having it. But when you played games like Mario Brothers with the Power Glove, if you were trying to play for real, mm -hmm. the thing is you have to hold your hand out towards the screen at all times. <laughs> you have to be within the sensor. And uh -huh. you have to keep your hand open. And like if you want to jump or like the A button would be like flexing your one finger. Yeah. The B button yeah. would be flexing another. And I don't think I have the strength to hold my arm out and like <laughs> sway my hand back and forth and like how am I supposed to use the P-Wing? Like, right. <laughs> I, I don't know if, uh, and, uh, correct me guys, because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but um, I can't remember which M. Night Shyamalan uh, movie this was, but I can see Surge like having one really ripped arm and oh, one yeah, that's yeah. like sickly, yeah. you know, after this uh, experiment. the Mr. Glass of the Power Glove. That's right. <laughs> Have oh. like one, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is, because you threw the challenge out to me, whenever I yeah. do get a power glove, yeah. I will figure out a way to stream myself trying to play Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay. Well, and I'll tell you this. If you, ever, if you ever do pick up a power glove and try that challenge, I will get one for myself, and we can have a race or something. <laughs> this is I good. love it. When <laughs> backlogs collide. Yeah, yeah. When sore arms that you hold out for too long <laughs> eventually fall and you give up. <laughs> so did you, uh, since we rudely interrupted, did you have anything That's else okay. you wanted to talk about for uh, Mr. Um, animals? Let me see. Because there's one I thing do, I want to bring up about the Animal Crossing game. No, that's okay. Um, I do have a bunch on here, but I'm going to skip down a little bit. Um, oh, my God. What kind of notes have I taken? It's like seven pages. <laughs> it is precisely four pages <laughs> and six point font yeah yeah, yeah. right um oh, gameplay wise and the meatiest part of animal crossing is the tasks that you'll be doing for pretty much all the villagers in the village and each and every day you'll be doing things like sending letters letters to your uh, to your neighbors or to the museum to appraise fossils uh, which I hear that in future releases, they uh, did a lot of things to give you um, a better user experience. Or the GameCube just feels kind of like you're fumbling around with the menus and stuff. And it was one of the reasons I got frustrated with it eventually. Um, and what's funny about Animal Crossing is that it actually has word recognition for the letters that you send to the villagers. And they'll reply back to you with, I didn't understand that or you're stupid or things like that. And what you actually have to do is just say things like, Hey, Paula, the duck, you're pretty. And then they'll come back and say, well, I loved your letter and they give you a present. So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting feature for the game. And to say that I wrote some 
less than flattering letters to them just to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to uh, think what Tom Nook thinks about you if he intercepted right. those letters. Well, that crook can take what I give him. <laughs> <laughs> so now the question is, did you enjoy the game, like overall? When I think about my time with the game, um, I want to say, so the best part of Animal Crossing is just how relaxing it is. Everything from the graphics, the way that they're styled, the color, the music, uh, the fact that K.K. Slider sings to you with his little guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really a lovable game uh, from top to bottom. And, uh, and it's really, really unfortunate and a little um, frustrating that I just couldn't really get into it. Um, there's certain aspects about it that just turn me off. It's like it eventually it just feels mundane despite how relaxing it is. Like I didn't enjoy my time while I was playing it, but when I wasn't playing it, I was hesitant to start, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, I definitely wouldn't uh, hesitate to recommend this to anybody out there. I mean, it's a great little novelty of a game on the GameCube. And like I said, the series does improve over the years. And I'm curious to pick up one on the DS or even the, the new one on the Switch to see those improvements, to see if maybe they can change my mind. But uh, for now, I'm happy to just kind of sit down and watch my, my, my wife play it and get yeah. those songs stuck in my head, despite what I'm playing next to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice that you guys can sit down side by side and play like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Animal Crossing has one of my probably most hated characters of any video game franchise ever. And I don't know if he was on any of the other ones, but he was on the GameCube one. And I don't know if you ran into him, but that is Mr. Rossetti. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that little mole. Mm -hmm. So, Jeremy, did you ever play Animal Crossing? No, I have never played Animal... Well, okay, let me take that back. City Folk for the Wii, which I've heard is kind of like the the worst Animal Crossing. I played that a little bit, but um yeah, that's a that's that's all I've played maybe about an hour. Uh, and I I think because it's a game that you need to go back to um and I just wasn't playing the Wii a lot, it, mm -hmm. it's not something that um I think on the 3DS or maybe the Switch would be something that maybe I would you know, if you spend 15 minutes on every yeah. once in a while would be better, but, um, so, but no, not in, a ton. In the original GameCube version, there's a specific way that you had to save it and then close the game down. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't do that properly, the next time you turn the game on, the first thing you'll be booted up into is I think it's like a meeting with you and Tom Nook and this little <laughs> mole and his name is Mr. Rossetti. And he swears at you. He has curse words and like <laughs> a little at symbols and triangles. And he basically tells you that you need to learn to shut the game off properly and save it properly, or he's going to continue to yell at you. That's rude. It yep. really is in a game that is so polite and it has such nice music and it's so soothing. You do one yeah. thing wrong and this mole just chastises you and yeah. yells at you. And it's like, my goodness. Nintendo. Wait, do you even do you even care about your save data? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy. No, but, uh, 
But Jeremy, I mean, I had the kind of the same problem with Animal Crossing is that it's the fact that you have to keep going back to it and and kind of maintain it every single day. And then one of my biggest problems is is that you can't really play it for extended period of time, uh, an extended period of time in a single day because mm-hmm. you'll run out of tasks to do. And then when I want to sit down, say, spend an hour playing a game or something, you may have 15, 20 minutes worth of things to do in the game and you have to move on. And Yeah, that was yeah. one of my biggest problems with it. Well, so, maybe maybe the Switch one will be a little bit more gamified somehow. Maybe they'll kind of add something that uh, will keep people coming back and maybe for extended periods of time. Um, but I, I would hope so. I think, yeah, I'm hoping that maybe if that one um, does is, is good and is, is kind of like the Breath of the Wild um, huh. kind of change <laughs> of Animal Crossing, uh, that maybe that'll be something I'll get in 2020. And the open world go for the shrines animal exactly 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 (laughs) well um when i inevitably pick it up for my wife i'll have to report back on her thoughts as the uh, seasoned veteran of the animal crossing world (laughs) we will be looking for an update we will will remember this so that brings us to an accessory game uh, an accessory game with Patrick. So Patrick, um, uh, as of today, dropped a new episode of the Backlog Odyssey, and uh, he, it was all about accessories. So um, I was I was thinking that maybe I would play a game because we always play games with our guests because it's fun to play games. Uh, it's a podcast about video games, and um, so this one's about accessories. And let me also say controllers. So. Okay. Um, keep that in mind, Patrick. Yeah. And I consider it an accessory. Okay, okay. Just now wanted to clarify. Where there's an actual prize for doing well, isn't there? Yeah, so um, so typically, Surge will uh, pick, when we have uh, a guest on, Surge will pick one of my games uh, to go on the Twitter poll, and the guest will pick the other one. If you successfully uh, answer, I'm going to say, honestly, Surge, these are pretty tough. I'm going to say <laughs> If you get four of them, then uh, you you can select both of my games to go on Twitter. Four out of how many? Okay. Six. Four so, and mm-hmm. and then um, also uh, if you if you get two correct, which I, I think you'll get two correct, um, you will be able to uh, help me choose a secret code in the code book. Now, I. I will. I will also say that Mathman, um, shout out to Mathman, sent me some more codes, and I'm trying to figure out how to implement those. I wanted to get a dartboard, uh, but I'm podcasting in my bedroom, and I'm not very good at darts, and I think I just put holes in the wall. So I need to work on that a little bit more to figure that out, how to well, implement those. You could just paint the dartboard onto your wall, and then it doesn't matter. That is a good, that is a good point. What and a, I can a, make it as big as I want, so then I have a. There you go. Yes. Okay. What I'm gonna suggest Hot is tip. you film a montage of you getting good at darts. Mm-hmm. We play that montage at the beginning of the uh, next episode, okay. and then you'll just be an expert at throwing darts. I like this. 
Um, quick works. tangent. Have you guys ever watched uh, like dark tournaments on YouTube? Uh, no. Answer, I have watched in the last few years, I have actually watched a decent amount of dark tournaments because one of the guys that I used to work with and who has since moved back home, his dad is a professional dark player. Mm, yeah, I, I, I saw like one YouTube clip um, and it was like, you know, this German versus this other guy and it was like the most spectacular comeback or something and so I watched it and then like from then on like I'm constantly getting a barrage of of dart videos and they're actually pretty good so anyways I have one question about the darts though did they pull off the Robin Hood no they didn't they didn't they didn't split it sadly disappointing I know right (laughs) okay so the game begins (laughs) okay what 90s rap group had a fighting game that came with a controller that is reportedly unusable? I know this one. Me too. Wu-Tang claim. That's right. The yeah. Wu-Tang. Woo. So, uh... <laughs> I actually owned that video game. It was on the PlayStation. Yes, PS1 uh, was the, uh, I think, um, the Thrill Kill engine, which they scrapped that game and... and put Riza in it so <laughs> and and method man i assume uh i have never played that but yeah so one out of one excellent i just happened to own it because i bought bad video games when i worked at the video game store <laughs> i think we this, do. You, you've got to you've got yeah. to yep. um next on what console did the homework first accessory lock kids out from playing the hot new game until they had finished their homework. Wow. Hmm. My initial thought is... You said console, right? Yeah, so it's a console. Okay. It is, it is uh, yes. Okay. My first thought was the Sega Genesis. It's the NES. Oh, so no. I was thinking- yeah to be a nintendo console because that sounds very nintendo it does sound very nintendo (laughs) it was it was a third party thing but yeah it somehow put this device in like so the 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 tray would kind of stick up but it would have some lock device so that they couldn't put any games in the nes did they put the shock collar on the children as well (laughs) that's right yeah shock collar and um ankle Bracelets, not ankle bracelets, <laughs> ankle ankle monitors. Where did they uh, go? I don't know. Um, all right. So, what extremely rare exercise accessory came out for the SNES? You don't have to give me the exact name, but it was an exercise accessory. Was it like a uh, exercise bike? It is the exercise bike, the life cycle exercise bike. I think I recall seeing that. Yeah, it had a mountain bike game that I think is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it uh, is like a giant CRT, um, I assume probably better than duct taped onto an exercise bike. And so, <laughs> so it's very front heavy. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I think the uh, it was... Um, Oh, what is that anime? Uh, not really. Um, 
what's the one with the ghost oh speed racer i was going to sing the song okay. but it's speed racer yeah <laughs> was also the uh, a compatible game with this uh okay. exercise bike which makes sense and when in doubt sing the anime song <laughs> that's right like, what was that game what was that show ghost so speed my racer. interruption is uh is there other than the switch and maybe the NES. Is there a Nintendo console that hasn't had some sort of an exercise accessory? Uh, I was going to say GameCube, but I know that DDR was on there. And uh, DDR Mario Mix, which I happen to have. I have that as well. I have two mats, actually, two copies of the game. <laughs> you trumped me, sir. Yeah. Man, well, that goes into our next question very nicely. Which controller allowed you to play your favorite dancing game free of shame that comes with dancing games free of shame that comes with dancing games <laughs> <laughs> so this is i mean this is kind of okay so let me this this was something i had a hard time finding like an actual name for this okay. but konami put one out and also there was another kind of third party one but it's a is it's it, yeah is it the ddr dance pad it <laughs> It's the so what I what I found there's these things called the palm top controller or the Konami hand pad. And so oh, these okay. are actual controllers with the DDR inputs on them. Ah. So you don't actually have to dance. Right, so you can be lazy and dance at the same time. Yes. I wish yes. they did something like that for track and field back in the day. Oh my yeah, god. Really? <laughs> I hated getting yelled at by my friend's parents because we were up in the attic on our hands, he's pounding on the mats with our hands, trying to uh, through the game. It reminds me of that, I don't know if it'd be a similar thing, but the speed board, that's not one of the things, but do you remember that, like seeing that accessory where you put like your NES controller in this kind of plastic uh, flat piece and it somehow kind of allowed you to like hit the buttons faster? I don't know if you've seen that thing. No, I don't think I have. That's an interesting one. It's like the precursor to uh, the turbo button. Right. <laughs> it's the or, manual turbo. Yeah, or like in the in the arcade where you had uh, the accessory called your pencil, where you could like toggle. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate video game accessory. Yes. All right. So next is, so uh, currently, okay. So so right now, um, you have unlocked the ability to. Uh, uh, get a secret code. So we're working. We're working on um, getting both of the uh, of the games. So next, what accessory was used to play the game Robo Man? In this game, you had to build a bridge for a robot as he moves. Press the wrong key, and he might fall. So a gaming accessory that had keys. That had keys. Wow. These are tough. <laughs> Well, this started out so easy with uh, the <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> I told you. I, Serge is always like, oh, your your quizzes are so easy. That's my Serge impression. I think it's pretty I mean, funny. I'm all up on my gangster rap, but not my <laughs> obscure obscure uh, video game accessories. Oh, man. Keys. Wow. Like, I don't, there's black ones and there's white ones. That's a hint. Like a piano? That's a piano! He's got a, Yay! <laughs> the Miracle Piano Teaching System. Have you guys uh, heard of this? I, I have heard of it, yes. 
Yeah. I heard it, that uh, like a, a year or two ago, some guy tried to beat every single NES video game. And I think this was one of the last ones he did, and he went through the entire set of lessons and learned how to play piano just to do this. <laughs> oh man, that would take some time. But it is, yeah, so it came with um, a cartridge that, well, you could play it, and this was so crazy. So I guess you could buy it, and it was like $500 back in the day. Wow. Uh, but they had a version for NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, uh, and I think, you know, probably like Commodore 64, some other systems. But but yeah, so it had a, a cable that would plug in from the back of the piano into the uh, NES or, you know, the video I saw was the NES. And all the sound came out of the piano. Um, and yeah, it, it taught you how to play piano. So uh, it's the Miracle Piano Teaching System. It's kind of cool. Like the precursor to Guitar Hero. Exactly. Learn something. <laughs> All right. So this last one will unlock choosing both of my games. Um, and this is just this is a dumb question, but this is. Uh, I might have mentioned it earlier. What gaming accessory does all mankind have under their bed or couch? <laughs> Dust under the <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, that's what breaks your video game consoles. Yeah. Um, While he's thinking about this, I'm going to give him a couple chances to think about it. My nine-month-old daughter likes to steal the pink Game Boy Advance that I have. Uh -huh. The other day, I caught her stretched out with her hands under the couch because she was stashing the Game Boy Advance under the couch, mm. so nobody else could play with it. And I've caught her doing this twice, where she'll be playing and she'll crawl over to the couch, and then she'll lay down and just push it under there. It's not the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. It, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it is It is something... Um, I just have one under my bed, and I assume that everybody else does. It's not really used very often. Um, A cat. No. <laughs> Uh, it's it is the Wii Balance Board. Everybody oh, asks what okay. it is. <laughs> the Wii Fit Balance Board. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think yeah. a more accurate description would be on every Goodwill shelf. <laughs> That's <of America>. probably. <laughs> That's that might be as well. That with yeah, <laughs> littered with the guitars and yes, balance boards. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that was oh, a dumb so, close. Oh, so, <laughs> so close. So close. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I thought okay. I had it with cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That was a that was a fun quiz. That was obscure mm -hmm. accessories with Patrick. That was <laughs> obscure. <laughs> I'm still proud of getting the first question right. What was it? Uh, Wu Tang for the children? <laughs> Where it was something like that. I can't remember their. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So. Yes. That leads us straight into. What are your four games? Oh, okay. Four uh, February. February. The shortest month of the year. Let me get my. So oh. I have. So I always. I I try to. I don't always have a uh, theme, but um, pulling up my my application on my cellular phone. Um, but 
so my my theme this month is these are the last games that I bought. So these are the the, the last four games that I purchased. Two of them are digital and two of them are physical. And I purchased them all. Well, they came before two of the, the physical ones came after in 2019, but they were purchased before. Anyways, all that to say, my first game is MLB Power Pros 2008. So the updated Power Pros, um, a baseball game that's chibi and something that Konami will not publish over here in the States. The second game, my second physical game, uh, came in the mail, and it is WarioWare Gold. So WarioWare Gold, uh, one of the – I was kind of reaching out on Twitter to see some um, some ideas that um, folks thought would be a good 3DS pickup for Christmas, and that was one that I got. Uh, last two, it is Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color. So uh, this is one of the Mario Tennis games that actually has a story, and uh, I don't think you actually play as Mario. You play as, I don't know, Tim or something. I don't know. <laughs> you play as some random character, and then you you know battle your way through other people like, I don't know, Sheila or Sebastian. I don't know. And then That's you finally part. play Mario. Do you have a Game Boy Color you're playing this on, or is this emulated? I am playing this on... The fabulous 2DS that you uh, gifted me, sir. Virtual console. Yes, virtual console. And last but not least is a game called Kiro Blaster, which is a game that uh, you're a frog with a blaster, and you're trying to uh, blast black splotchy things, and I believe you work with cats. Um, And it's developed by the guy that did uh, Cave Story. So it's um, it's a it's it's kind of it, the graphics kind of look like a C sixty four NES game ish, and uh, just kind of a platform action game, kind of like Cave Story, where you're just walking around and and shooting things. So, so um, the last four games you bought, that's your list. That's the last <laughs> four games I bought. That's my list. Wow. It tells us a lot about you, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm a weird I'm a weird dude. I have wee balance boards under my bed. You yeah. A collection of them because you never know. This is gonna be rare, guys. Um putting it out there. Someday. I don't know what that <laughs> my gosh. I I I I bring I, the weird. These were four games that I found in a box somewhere. Not that I <laughs> recently. <laughs> Enough making fun of Jeremy. Uh, I mean, you look at Kiro Blaster and tell me you don't want to play that. My daughter was like, can we play that frog game? And I was like, girl, we're going to play that frog game. Yes. I feel like one of those are the obvious choice. <laughs> you Sorry, Dennis. No, I don't know. Choice. All right. So, Patrick, would you like to pick one of those four? Well, I, I would have to go with Kiro Blaster. Absolutely. Dang, I was totally terrible. <laughs> but... I want to make it difficult for you. Okay. So, Kiro Blaster and WarioWare Gold. All right. All right. Excellent choices, fellas. I think those are going to be wonderful. 
Um, man, I, I booted up WarioWare just to kind of see it. And man, that's going to be fun. Either one is going to be a blast. So mm-hmm. Carol Blaster, I mean, it's got blast in the name. So. Yeah. And oh. it has the word Carol. <laughs> that's right. Wow. <laughs> Both. I can't, I can't group mine together in a, this is my theme other than I looked at some of the shortest games on my list for the shortest month of the year. So I'm starting with uh, Sign Mora EX, which is a side-scrolling shoot 'em up mm-hmm. because Patrick likes shoot 'em ups. Oh yeah. And then to make him have a decision to make, because I kind <laughs> of assumed he would choose a shoot 'em up. Um, I believe it's pronounced Ikaruga. Yeah. Yeah, Ikaruga yeah. is also a bullet hell shoot 'em up, and for that one. I do have the flip grip because I believe uh, you turn your switch sideways and play that vertically. If I played in tate mode. Oh, tater tot mode. I tater like tot it. mode. Yep. So Aura EX and Ikaruga, two shoot 'em ups. Um, after that, I have a game probably only people like uh, Donnie from PSVG really know, and that's the Coma Uncut, mm-hmm. which I believe is a Japanese school simulating murder mystery of some sort. And then last but not least, and I didn't plan it this way. This was the pure luck, but Jeremy brought up extremely amazing PlayStation classic game from Wu-Tang. <laughs> and I have what I would consider its partner in crime, but the newer version, and that is uh, the new Shaq Fu. Oh, okay. Saimora so, okay. EX, Ikaruga, Shaq Fu, and the Coma Uncut. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. After I just went from Dead Cells and the Messenger, this is my list. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some excellent games on that list just not well known right hmm patrick i'm gonna give you first first uh first choice okay well i know serge that you thought i would go with a shoot 'em up but until you added the coma that was what i was going to pick but i think i'm going to have to go with the coma I should have put four shoot 'em ups on there. <laughs> right. Hmm. Okay. See, I don't know if it'd be fair to put, like, I can't pick. If Patrick doesn't f- pick a shoot 'em up, I don't know if I can pick a shoot 'em up. Ikaruga. I can pick a. I can pick a shoot 'em up, and I want you to turn those. Are that Patrick? Are they white bullets to black, or is it red yeah. to? Okay, white, that's white what we're purplish. gonna do. The yeah. purplish, yeah, we're gonna change, change the bullets, and you're gonna play Ikaruga on your flip dip grip slip, slide, slide, <laughs> slippity slide. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was Coolio, dude. It was. <laughs> Slide, slide, slippity slide. Something about a trunk. <laughs> there's, there's something about a trunk in that one. Pretty sure. Alrighty, <laughs> I will go to Twitter with that amazing poll. Okay, I think that is nice and eclectic. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So now we, we play an amazing drop from Benji Khan. backlog builders and oddly enough i am going to and i'm looking at a switchlist.app currently and what i did is i looked for games that are rated well and on sale hmm. top of that list is ikaruga at 33 percent off right now so i think that wouldn't be a good backlog builder for people um a game that I don't really like, but I know a lot of people are into it. The Binding of Isaac is uh, 50% off currently. Mm-hmm. It's completely disgusting, but it's fun. Ah, I just can't get into it. I'm going to try it again at some point, but I couldn't get into it when I tried. Uh, some some game named VVVVVVV. Also here, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mutant League Football is 33% off. And let's say Cave Story Plus, that one is 50% off. I think those games right there are good backlog builders. Excellent. Those are excellent. I do love Cave Story, so bye now. So uh, do you have any other games to add on that to be good backlog builders, you two? Mm. Nope. I, I, I'm, I'm steering clear. I, I, I'm trying – I was trying to find like – or at least something maybe, you know, like an old game on – on eBay or Amazon, but then I was like, well, then if they actually want to buy this, you know, it's probably not going to happen. So I was like, <laughs> I found this at a thrift store. It was a good deal. And you can't buy it. Anyways. Okay. Well, I have no op- uh, uh, I have no objections to skipping to the future log segment if you'd like them. Yes, do it. Okay. So I have put a lot of thought into the future log and there's two games that I am squarely putting in my future log that I will play this year sometime. The first one is uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Mm-hmm. One, this was going to be one of those games that I would go out and purchase because I'm a big No More Heroes fan, even though I don't have the skill to beat the previous games because they are difficult and on the Wii. But uh, Travis Strikes Again is kind of like almost a fun beat em up game based on what I've played so far. And I really want to say that if anybody out there is not following Gamer Fuda and or Fudo, I don't know, but we can put his uh, his Twitter link in the uh, the show notes. But he, I have no idea how or why, but he's like a really cool guy, and he does a lot of like giveaways, pretty much all for the Switch. He either does like you know, gift card giveaways or like game giveaways. He did some Tales of Vesperia. He did new Super Mario Bros. Um, and I happened to win a, uh, a Travis Strikes Again code off of him. So I got that for free just by following him and liking a post. So I'm not going to complain. That's sweet. And then uh, the other game that I'm going to play this year at some point, and I'm going to have to purchase it, but I'm waiting for a sale. I'm thinking $9.99 is my sweet spot. And this is one that uh, Donnie uh, at Play in Nintendo had put had been posting about recently, and that is Football Heroes Turbo, which is almost like Tech Mobile meets a beat 'em up game, like hmm. like a Mutant League where 
you know, you can hand it off to the running back. And when you get up to the defenders, you can just punch them in the face to get past them. So, <laughs> uh, the videos looked really cool of it. It looked, you know, I love tech mobile, probably my favorite football game of all time. I just enjoy the aspect of it. The simplicity of it doesn't get very complicated. That guy's open, throw it to him. That guy's not open. Don't throw it to him. And then adding the, like, let's just say action buttons in there of being able to beat people up and do other things to gain an advantage. It looks like a very humorous take on, you know, sports, which are all serious business nowadays. So at some point I'll probably get that and play it. That's my future log. Yeah. That game looks cool. I definitely, I'm a big tech mobile guy as well. Not great at it, but yeah, it looks fun. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. It sounds like um, Donnie's liking it and uh, he can make the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, you can make the Steelers and you guys can battle it out. Um, Cause I think it has online play as well, but for my future log again, guys, I'm not buying any games. So this is other than the new um, 3DX 3DS uh, selects. I really want the star Fox for $20, but anyways, um, I'm going to create a game that I want to see released in 2020. And so what I'm going to do is we're going to make a game. Double Fine's making this game, and it's a Muppet Baby action RPG. Um, you guys like Muppet Babies? Who wants – anybody want a Muppet Baby action RPG? Sure. Why not? You don't even like RPGs, Jeremy. I, an action RPG. So I'm thinking more of a um, costume quest and like with real-time combat kind of like Nino to Nino Cooney two, So I want to, I want to see, I mean, double fine, um, really has great stories and I'm thinking nanny or someone in the Muppet baby universe has gone missing. And, uh, that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see Muppet babies come back. So <laughs> in an action RPG In an action RPG, maybe okay. even D- Diablo style, you know, like Fozzie. Uh, okay. I'm in that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Loot based. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just spitballing guys. I don't okay. know. I mean, just what would the legendary purple gear be? Um, something like Gonzo's, uh, cape, like okay. for the super Gonzo. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Will the game be voice acted? Of course. Yes. I want to play a speaker. All right. So that's what I've got for the future log. Look for that in 2020, the Muppet baby action RPG. Coming out by Double Fine, on sale yeah. now. That's right. Well, and and I mean, you know, they do have a history of working with Muppets. They did Double Fine did make that um, that monster game that I think had a Sesame Street uh, tie-in uh, for the Connect. So, just saying. Oh yes. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> Patrick, do you have any any logs, any future logs other than? Uh, Devil May, Devil May Cry. Cry and uh, Resident Evil. I got I got all the logs. <laughs> Seven hundred forty-one of the logs. <laughs> yeah. No, if I was able to expand that backlog a little bit more, I think I would have to pick up something like The Messenger, something that I regret not picking up last year. So that would be a bear. on my radar. Yep. Okay. Easy, simple, uh, beautiful cover girl. 
Yes, that's me. For a retro cheat code. All right, so Patrick did unlock the ability to help with the retro cheat code, and like I said, uh, I will be working on some kind of uh, randomizer for the Mathman codes uh, if I can come up with that. I was trying to find like digital dartboard. Uh, Patrick, maybe okay. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you. We can figure that out. But um, so the secret code book is something that I flip through and you say stop and then I read a code. So that's okay. how, all right. Here we go. And wait, 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 stop. All right. So mm, see, then what I do is I look at the page and I <laughs> see if we should flip again. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um. So let's do this one from because this is a shout out to Jacob and his um, his skateboarding. I mean snowboarding game. So this is going to be we're going to do Tony Hawk's uh, Project Eight, and these are cheat codes for the PlayStation Portable. So anybody out there with their PSPs and they want to unlock someone named jason lee I, I assume it's the the actor i don't know is that um so to do to unlock jason lee in this you're going to go to the options menu to access the codes and you're going to type in n o t m o n o so not mono and you will have Jason Lee. Um, I assume that's that actor guy, right? Yes, Jason yeah. Lee. He mm -hmm. was uh, big into skateboarding at some point. So there you go. Jason Lee. For all the backloggers out there. <laughs> One um, day we're going to get an actual exciting retro. These these are all exciting. I, I don't I'm gonna put out a poll on Twitter and I'm gonna find out how many folks out there are playing uh, Tony Hawk's project eight on the PSP <laughs> hashtag zero. <laughs> um, so uh, the last topic is our adopt a backlogger. And we have, we have two this month, don't we? Serge? Well, we, we could possibly have three depending on if a submission hits or not. Okay. But we okay. do have, um, we have Jason Lacey who's going to, he, he submitted a little late. He's talking about dead cells and he got it in just a little bit after our last episode dropped. But I, I'm very, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say about Dead Cells because he enjoyed that game, maybe almost as much as I did. Hello, fellow backlog busters. It is Jason Lacey, and I had the privilege, no, honor that, no, definitely not honor. I guess I. Either way, I am the adopted backlogger for this month's episode of Backlog Busters, and I'm talking about Dead Cells. My gosh, it feels, first of all, it feels so good to play a game that isn't Smash Brothers Ultimate, you know? And it only took me not having a way to play Smash Brothers Ultimate to play something else than Smash Brothers Ultimate, but it was Dead Cells, a game that I've had for a while, put to the back burner, picked up, put to the back burner again, and I saw on Twitter that Grouchy Surge himself had finished it, and I was like, man, that really, I really need to put some more time into Dead Cells. So I picked it back up again, and the thing with Dead Cells that I find interesting, it has this really unique gameplay loop i guess i'll say whereas in you know it's a typical uh roguelike you die and repeat and it's uh 
it's regenerated. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it right now. Either way, it's uniquely generated every time. So everything's a little different. And it's just like every run's going to be different. So you never know what to expect. So you can think you could be mentally prepared to have a great run. But if you're not going to get the weapon drops, it doesn't matter. And you just go through and progress and get some cells and die and then unlock as much as you can on the way. And I think for the longest time with that game, I just, I was focused on too big of an unlock and I didn't feel like I was progressing. And so finally I focused on, you know, just doing what I could and unlocking all the small things. And once I finally started doing that, I started making progress and I started to really enjoy the game again. I mean, the combat's always been good and entertaining and very rewarding. But now I had this other piece to go along with it. So I'm going through hacking and slashing. I'm using bows. And I think that was it. I stopped relying so much on just my physical attack with a sword. And now I'm using bows. I'm using the traps. I'm using all these secondary weapons that before I would just use for bosses. Well, now I'm using them all the time. And once I finally started doing that, I saw some progression. You know, I finally, I'd make it to the clock tower. And I, at first I was always getting destroyed in the clock tower. Then all of a sudden I'm progressing. I'm making it to the boss. I get destroyed at the boss. Repeat again. I, def I defeat the boss. I'm like, yes, make it to the third stage. And then I got my butt handed to me. So I've got a little bit of a learning curve there to get the upgrades I need and to get a loadout. But then I went back through. I was like, hey, I, I don't have all the runes. Let's go get some runes. So I went back and I got some of the runes, unlocked some areas I haven't been to. So I'm interested to like go through and see more of that side of things. So it's interesting, you know, just the whole concept that when you finally beat the game, it's essentially a perfect run where you're progressing through the first set of stages, fighting the boss, the next set of stages, fighting the boss last stage is final boss that's that's a cool concept and i like that how you can step away from this game for a while and come back and it feels fresh it feels new and it feels good again with that said it can also lead to heavy frustration when things don't quite go that well so if you've had played this game and you felt like you've got a point when you've gotten stuck and you're just not having fun with it take us pump the brakes take a step back and then just play it a little bit differently you know there's those timed rooms that you can get into well, speed run a level and just go through as fast as you can and get into those because you'll get uh, usually a good weapon drop, a ton of cells, and usually um, an upgrade for your stats. So that's one way to look at it, and you can do that a couple times, or you can do the slow and methodical approach and kill everything, explore every nook and cranny, and you usually, I mean, it'll balance out. I think if you do a uh, pretty well-planned run, you're going to get around 20 to 30 cells per level. And, I mean, that's going to go a long way when you're finally upgrading things. I, I mean... My debate now is, do I beat the game, roll the credits, and that's it? But part of me kind of wants to see all those little jars full with an upgrade and say, hey, I've got everything. But I don't know. We'll see how that goes. So thank you to Surge for inspiring me to keep playing this game. And thanks for reaching out to me, guys, and having given me a chance to speak some words, some spoken word onto your podcast. People will probably hear enough of me on Flux Deposed or, or Nintendo Shack. You know, I was fired from if we were in Nintendo, so that doesn't count anymore. But it feels good to help others and contribute to other shows. And I just love this this community of content creators and podcasters and just cool people that I've found myself in on the Twitterverse and on the internet because interacting with you guys and playing a lot of the games has just made gaming fun. And for someone like me that has a really busy schedule, has a family, doesn't get a chance to see my friends in person very often. And it's great that I have people like you guys and everyone else out there that I can lean on and have a good time with. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Backlog Busters. And I'm going to give it back to Surge and the Trash Turkey. Thanks, guys. We possibly have Swaddle uh, sending in his thoughts on the messenger. And in the first ever, now, now the Backlog Busters, we're a very family-friendly show. 
Uh, there's been very few sensors that we've had to use over the course of the year that we've been recording. Um, so what I do want to encourage everybody to do is if you're part of the family friendly listening audience, once you hear the ending music of our show, just shut off the episode and be happy with life. However, for the more adventurous people out there, this is the first ever episode of Backlog Busters After Dark. And that would be Benji Kong's submission on The Messenger. <laughs> it has been cleaned up a little bit, and there's no... Well, let's just say that anything that could be offensive has been censored. And he did it himself, which I'm very happy of. But uh, he will be after the ending credit music. Just and, safe. Yeah, yeah. It's the... It's. I think it's, you know... Because he's Australian, I think it's the <laughs> prisoners' um, influence there is what's what's done it to you, Benji. I'm sorry about that, but uh, all those all those pirates he... that are sailing the seas. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, we are the Backlog Busters. We do have the Backlog Odyssey with us. Uh, I do want to thank uh, Quest for Pixels for hosting us. I want to thank. Day space slash forget being cool for helping us get started. And I, I want to thank every one of you guys out there who continue to listen to us, who let us know that you're listening, who who contribute. Because when when I first started with this whole podcast idea, it was just Jeremy and I wanted to talk about games because we never get to play them. So why not talk about them, right? Once a month. And then all of a sudden, like we have submissions, we have like adopt a backlogger, we have Mathman submitting articles for the website, which is really cool. Just just a whole bunch of like community involvement. And it, it really it, it tickles me down in the cockles of my hearts. Like every time something comes through, every time like someone's like, hey, I'm gonna submit something, it just it makes me smile. Or if like every single person who I've reached out to mm -hmm. and been like, Hey, you know, like when I when I reached out to uh, Bad Bit last year, I guarantee he doesn't listen to us, but he does that spooky voice. And I was like, that would be really cool to do for like an intermission. And I'm like, hey, could you just record something for us? And every single person has been like, yeah, sure. What do you want me to do? I'll put it in. When, when does it have to be done? And it's like, it never fails. Like the community is just, it's amazing. Everybody's like willing to help people out and stuff. And my whole it's goal true. for this podcast, other than to beat a couple of games a year, is just to have like a nice community involvement. And I feel like we have that going on. So um, that totally makes me do. And uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a guy here. Patrick, Patrick, where can people <laughs> find you? And what do you do? And what do you want them to know about you? What are your innermost fears, your deepest, darkest secrets? Well, I don't like the dark. Um, I don't like the names stephanie no <laughs> no uh you can find me on backlogodyssey.com uh and on twitter at backlog odyssey and i basically just write about me trying to tackle my backlog and do a monthly podcast uh and that's about I, it I, I i i mean patrick your articles are amazing i mean like i really <laughs> love you. reading your posts Thank and uh, I do love the British baking show as well. So it's an excellent show. I didn't expect it. But I became <laughs> obsessed. I yeah. became obsessed. I I have yeah. been reading your uh, your daily backlog, and yeah. the one thing it it hasn't gotten me to that point yet. 
but it's it's making my mind churn because I want to write more. So when I like see the dedication you have to actually putting something out there every day, I'm like, oh, this guy is showing me up, <laughs> writing more. So, you know, it, it makes me, it really truly does make me proud that, that I could inspire you to try that. And I honestly didn't think I could keep up with it, but uh, it's been fun. And uh, I really do appreciate you guys having me on as well. It's, it's been super fun. Oh, this is, this has been quite enjoyable. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I love listening to your podcast. It's the only podcast I listen to where it's just one person talking. <laughs> The fact that you come up with your idea and you're able to maintain it for the entire time, you know, keep things interesting, not stumbling, like it's really enjoyable. And then you, you know, asking for the submissions from other people. And it's like, you know, hearing Math Man wrote into you, like Trash Turkey and I both submitted a clip to you. It's like, it's, that's the type of community I really enjoy. It's, it's yeah. so much fun. And, and I enjoy tuning into you every month. No, so. I really do appreciate it, guys. I really, really do. And it has been super fun. And it's cool, like you were saying, to see people submitting to the podcast and, and to the website. When I seen your guys' emails come into the uh, to my inbox and had audio files attached to it, <laughs> I jumped for joy in front of, <laughs> in front of my wife. It's like, look, I have something. It's <laughs> cool. Thank you, guys. I and, really appreciate uh, it. Jump for joy, but... Uh, Everybody send him some get well cards because he is a little old and he pulled a hamstring. <laughs> so, Jeremy, now you get to talk about the music before we go. Yes. Yeah, so the closing music is, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you are because who doesn't want to be followed by some aliens. Um, uh, Toe Jam and Earl has a new game coming out. I think I won't be getting it um, unless I win one of these sweet bundles with like a PS4 and stuff. But um Anyways, the music is from uh, is from Jake Kaufman, actually, who um, is the guy who did the DuckTales uh, remastered music. He did the Shovel Knight music. He was kind of like the guy, I guess, with um, yeah. chip tunes and stuff. So and he makes uh, amazing stuff. Yeah, this is a really cool song. It's called uh, "Wake Up," and it's uh, a remix of a Toe Jam and Earl song. So uh, hope you enjoy it. And. Other than that music, Adam Leonard gave us our introduction music. We appreciate that. And Benji Kong gave us some music in there as well. Uh, but the other, only other person I really wanted to thank is uh, everybody involved with The Messenger. I sent out a message saying, hey, can I use your, uh, your music for the podcast? And they said, sure, go for it. So I will be buying their soundtrack. And Jeremy will get to pick one of the songs to throw under our talking. So we really appreciate awesome. not only the people who participate in the show, but the devs who are willing to, you know, allow us to use something of theirs. Very true. Well, Serge, any last thoughts? Uh, I haven't had any thoughts tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Hey Backlogbusters, it is Ben here, aka Benji Kong from the Switch Island podcast, go check that out. Um, I just wanted to drop you a little message to say well done to Serge for completing the messenger and also to thank him for his uh, constant support as I too tangled with that game uh, at the same time as him and we both emerged victorious so uh, well done us big pat on the back um anyway i wanted to commemorate our journey and also give my thoughts on the game and i have done so in the form of a short poem which i would like to read to you now Uh, my poem is called a message to the messenger oh how i love you messenger Each jump, each swim, each climb, unravelling your mysteries whilst travelling through time. Your looks made me nostalgic, your soundtrack was supreme, titillating my senses in 8 bits or 16. Befriending all the bosses, saving them from some dark spell, your fourth wall-breaking dialogue that made me LOL. I leapt across vast chasms with a death-defying stunt, then died before the checkpoint. Oh, you stupid f***ing Oh, how I hate you, messenger. You're so f***ing annoying. I pressed the f***ing button, but the hookshot stopped deploying. I timed that last jump perfectly, but fell into a pit. Then up pops Quarble, mocking me, the gobby little shit. I die and die repeatedly, and scream through gritted teeth, I will never, ever beat this game, so drained of self-belief. But then I beat you, messenger. And how? I'm still not sure. But when your DLC releases, I'll be back for more. Thank you. That is all.